I'm not sure who started this, but there is, believe it or not, a contingency of people out there who believe that if you are trying to better yourself as a communicator, then it is somehow an affront to the Holy Spirit's work in your ministry. Sometimes it's presented to me like this, that the more unprepared you are when you get up to preach, that's just all the more opportunity there is for the Holy Spirit to work through you. And this sounds really sanctimonious and it sounds really like cool and wouldn't that be neat if God just superintended the process and worked through you and made it awesome even when you didn't prepare the sermon, but that's not how it works. We're gonna talk about the reality that the Holy Spirit does indeed play a massive role in both sermon prep and sermon delivery, but it's not to completely negate your role and my role in preparing ourselves to be the best communicators that we can be and preparing the best sermon that we can prepare. So in this episode, I'm going to show you exactly how these two things should not be in conflict. You should be someone, if you're a preacher, who works hard on your craft and on your discipline, and at the same time is relentlessly reliant upon the Holy Spirit. And these two things can work hand in hand. That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Thank you for being here. My name's Lane. This is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. If you're new here, be sure to grab your 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. You can find it at preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. It's a three-step, three-week process that will help you with preparing and delivering an effective, life-changing, compelling message. So whether you've been preaching for a little while or you are just getting into it and you're trying to figure out the best ways to go about this, there's something in there for you. And by the way, using that guide does not mean that you're not relying on the Holy Spirit. You can do both. So in, in the guide, I actually show you how to have a very prayerful process of preparing your message. So go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. So because this has been an issue from the outset, I actually wrote about this exact thing back in December of 2014. The article that I wrote was called, Does the Holy Spirit Only Work? when preachers are not prepared. If you preach regularly, you'll resonate with this quip about sermon preparation. Somebody's going to suffer, either you do before or they do during, Howard Hendricks. I love that quote. He's talking about the truth that if you are a pastor, if you're a preacher, Either you are going to have a grueling, vexing process of sermon prep ahead of the sermon where you suffer, <laughs> and, and there's no other way to go through it. No, there's no other way to say it than that. It is a process of, a. it's intense to prepare a message, and you do suffer. It does take a lot of your mind's everything that you have in your mind, everything that you have in your heart. It's a supernatural process. It's a... It's, it's vexing physically, mentally, spiritually, if you do it right and if you care. And some sermons are easier to write than others, but someone's going to suffer. And if you don't do the suffering before, your audience is going to, to do the suffering when you actually go to preach the message. Sermon preparation is not an easy task. It takes great patience and the ability to stick through even when inspiration and creativity are lacking. 
And I know if you preach with any regularity, you know that. When inspiration and creativity are lacking, Sunday is still coming, right? So this is why I've written a lot of articles on sermon prep. So I list out in this article a few of the recent things that I had written about sermon prep. I know sermon preparation can be vexing and I want to help in any way I can. I also know how important it is to put in the necessary hard work and deliver a sermon that is worthy of a listen. I get interesting feedback when I write about the importance of working hard at sermon preparation. Well-meaning people respond with misplaced piety when the subject of preaching is brought up. It is their desire to protect the purity of the process and not tarnish it with technique. I do believe this. I do believe that when people give this rebuttal, when, when they say, okay, you shouldn't work on communication, you shouldn't work on sermon prep techniques, tactics, strategies, you shouldn't work on creating a workflow for your sermon prep. You shouldn't work on your delivery, making sure that you have good stage movement, eye contact, you're working well with your notes. All of that is tarnishing this sacred process of preaching with techniques. You have reduced it, they say. And I do believe they are well-meaning. I do believe that they are trying to protect the purity of the process. I do not agree but I believe that they are well-meaning. They see preaching as this otherworldly exercise that the Holy Spirit superintends. That's where I disagree. The Holy Spirit works through a person and does not superintend the process. Otherwise, you don't need the person, right? If it was just the, the this supernatural thing, uh, then you wouldn't need the natural human to be part of the process. It is both. It is both supernatural and involves a natural person. In their view, the work of the Holy Spirit is thwarted when the preacher makes an effort to improve his preaching. I want to deal with some of these bits of feedback and explain why I believe they are misguided. So in their view, you either have someone who is fully reliant on the Holy Spirit or that work is thwarted because they, the person, are trying to preach better. So here's some comments that I had received in response to my articles that I had written on sermon prep. Now, this was again back in 2014, but I still get some of the same feedback today from time to time. I still get some of this same, same kind of stuff. One person said, no need for preaching technique. All that matters is prayer and Bible study always. So this one seems almost saintly. All we should do as pastors is pray and study the Bible. The purity and simplicity of this approach seems unassailable. I mean, who could you argue with? I mean, who, how could you argue with prayer and Bible study? I've received this kind of feedback dozens of times. It's kind of the idea that, okay, that's great that you want to talk about these things related to sermon prep or sermon delivery, or church leadership. But in doing that, you just need to understand, I mean, if, if you just knew as much as we do, you would know that prayer and Bible study are all you need. It's kind of the way that it's presented. So first, let me say this. If you preach without praying and studying the Bible, then stop preaching, right? That's a minimum. If you're not praying and studying the Bible, then you have no business preaching the Bible and speaking on behalf of it, right? So prayer and Bible study are assumed practices for every preacher. Nothing in my writing, and I'll say this, nothing in my videos, nothing in my courses, 
suggests that prayer and Bible study are unneeded. What I suggest is to add to prayer and Bible study by improving your communication skills, becoming a better presenter, sharpening your storytelling abilities, and lots of other things to become better at getting your message across. None of these are in place of prayer and Bible study, but in addition. So you show me the guy who only reads the Bible and prays and then just gets up and preaches whatever is brought to his mind versus the the guy who reads the Bible, prays, and works on the craft of preaching to become a better communicator, that person is going to win every single time in terms of their ability to capture my attention and to bring me kind of into what they're doing and motivate me to apply the message. Another piece of feedback, Jesus didn't ask for feedback from his disciples. He didn't need to. He just told the truth. Start with that and see how a congregation responds. Some listen, some don't. This was in response to an article I published on how to get more helpful feedback on your sermons. We did an episode on this a while back. One of the best things you can do to help prepare for the next sermon is to receive meaningful feedback on your last sermon. Maybe Jesus didn't need to ask for feedback. He's perfect. He is God. His sermons didn't need any help, but the rest of our sermons do. As a preacher who is serious about connecting with people and making an impact, I'm not satisfied with just shrugging my shoulders and saying some listen, some don't. I will always do everything I can to be as effective as possible. Same attitude that Paul had when he said, I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. 1 Corinthians 9, 23. Paul was willing to learn, grow, and adjust in order to reach those far from God. And so am I. And so is any committed preacher who takes their calling seriously. So this idea of you shouldn't get feedback, just tell the truth, uh, to me falls into that same category of if you prepare too much, the Holy Spirit's not going to be able to work from you. I think that's really, really misguided. Uh, another person said, I see nothing from the Holy Spirit here. The Holy Spirit argument is made a lot in the preaching context. It usually goes something like this. The Holy Spirit only works in sermons where the preacher is not prepared. That's what we're talking about today. As if the Holy Spirit cannot work in your preparation. He can only work in the moment when you stand up and begin speaking. This is kind of the idea. If it were simplified to its core, it's really the less you prepare, the more there room there is for the Holy Spirit to work. And this kind of lends to this idea that the Holy Spirit is actually limited to only working in you and through you in the moment, like on Sunday, when you're preaching. He cannot work with you or through you or in you on Tuesday when you're preparing. And that's a flawed idea. He absolutely can and does work with you in your preparation. So with some of those examples of comments that I've received, here's my conclusion that I, I want to I draw us to for today's episode. There is no disconnect between the Holy Spirit's power and rigorous sermon prep. They can be done at the same time. They are not mutually exclusive. You can have the Holy Spirit's power in a massive way and rigorous methodical, intentional sermon prep, the kind of prep that we teach here on this channel, in this episode, in this podcast, you can do that. 
Great preachers understand fully that the work they do is a work of God. They also understand their own responsibility to do all they can to bring their best to every sermon every time. Paul says it this way in Colossians 1, 28-29. He says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, he says, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So Paul is saying that he's warning, he's proclaiming, he's teaching to present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil. In other words, this is work. It's it's work to warn people. It's work to teach people. It's work to, to help them mature in Christ. I toil. I'm not sitting back, kind of just hanging out, waiting for the Holy Spirit to give me a word. No, I'm digging through the scriptures. I'm praying. I'm thinking about what would connect with them. I'm trying to be all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some for the sake of the gospel. I'm doing this work with all his energy that he works powerfully within me. So you see there's this connection between God's work in us and what he does through us. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing marriage of us working and God working through us and in us. So does the Holy Spirit only work when preachers are not prepared? No, of course not. He works best in us when we prepare most. God works within us with his strength. God honors diligent labor in sermon preparation. This is why I'll continue to provide resources to help with sermon prep. This is why I never settle for anything less than the best I can do every time I preach. This is why you'll strive to do the best you can as well. I saw an interview once with uh, a pastor that I admire quite a bit. And the interviewer said to him, he said, you know, sometimes you know what it's like to be kind of pushing the edge of Saturday night and you don't have your sermon ready. You know that struggle, that tension. And this pastor said, no, (laughs) no, I don't. It's never happened, never will happen. And the interviewer said, well, you know, the interviewer was a, a fellow pastor. He said, well, that's, we all do that. We all have time. He said, no, that doesn't happen. There's just no way I would go into a sermon not prepared. There's no way I'd let it get to Saturday night where I don't have it finished. It's too important. And I have always taken that same approach where there's just no way I'm going to step into a pulpit unprepared. And I'm never going to just say, well, I'm doing this and the Holy Spirit can make up the difference. To me, that's kind of like praying that God will give you a good grade on the test when you didn't study. It's unfair, which is why every now and then I revisit this topic just to reemphasize how these things work together. For this I toil, Paul says. For this we toil. We work. And then he works within us. So the Holy Spirit works. We work. And then what happens is a supernatural, amazing product, amazing result. Lives are changed. People are pointed to Christ. And that is a win. It's not a win to leave the Holy Spirit completely out of the process. And it's definitely not a win to just rely on the Holy Spirit and not prepare at all and call it reliance on the Holy Spirit. Both of those are flawed. We want to rely on the Holy Spirit and 
We want to do everything in our power with all our energy and his energy together to make the best sermon we can every time to speak to God's people and point them to Jesus. That's it for today. I'll see you in the next episode. Remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Mm -hmm.